Hey, I'm Melody Hom, and thanks for joining us on the Yahoo Finance podcast. It is officially graduation season, which means it's a time for inspiring speeches from luminaries and leaders. I had the opportunity to go to MIT's commencement speech this past weekend, where Apple CEO Tim Cook gave a very inspiring one. And Julia LaRoche, who's here with me on this podcast, went to hear Mark Zuckerberg speak at Harvard. That's and right. if you don't know, Mark Zuckerberg is? Well, he is the CEO of Facebook, and he did not graduate from Harvard, although he did get an honorary degree at the commencement. Yeah, I loved that photo of him with his parents. He's like, Ma, I finally made it. Amazing, yes. <laughs> so I think this is a great time for us to talk about sort of the highlights of both speeches, um, at least for me since it's fresh on my mind. Um, Tim Cook's speech was definitely motivational and inspiring, really pinpointing the problems that technology brings. As much as companies like Apple um, can provide solutions, whether it comes to the products and the software that they're creating, he's saying that the dangers that are unforeseen, whether it comes to fake news or social media, um, they end up having unwarranted consequences. And I actually wanted to play a clip uh, from his speech. And this one quote really stood out to me where he talked about the pros and cons of technology today. Technology today is integral to almost all aspects of our lives. And most of the time, it's a force for good. And yet the potential adverse consequences are spreading faster and cutting deeper than ever before. Threats to our security, threats to our privacy, fake news, and social media that becomes antisocial. And so I don't know about you, Julia, but it kind of sounds like he's throwing shade at Mark Zuckerberg or companies like Facebook. What do you think? You know, it was actually similar to Mark Zuckerberg's speech where he talked about people are feeling disconnected, membership in communities is declining, they're feeling depressed, and they're trying to fill a void. He also argues that social media can be used as a tool to connect people, to bring people together to solve problems. Some of the problems he talked about um, that our country is facing, juvenile detention, opioid addiction, uh, people feeling left behind due to automation, uh, loss of jobs. And so he uses social media for good. That's his argument. Yeah. And I know you pointed this out in your write-up of the speech, but a lot of people were saying he sounded presidential. And based on your sort of recap of it, it sounds pretty political. I mean, did it feel authentic or super diplomatic? Well, I would argue that it could be viewed as both, depending on um, how you looked at it. Some people felt like um, overall it was a good speech. It was a really solid speech. Uh, some people felt like maybe he had some other motivation behind it, that um, it was maybe a stump speech. Uh, but again, maybe you have to start small, like instead of jumping into a like, presidential race. But yeah, some people were like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, 2024, he's got my vote. <laughs> other people said not so much. Uh, they like him as a CEO, but they didn't necessarily like him or they don't necessarily view him in that light. Right. I think what really um, makes Tim Cook stand out or it's different from Mark Zuckerberg's overall persona is we know Tim Cook is notoriously private. Um, he, he doesn't really display his personal interests or social life really on blast. And so I think this was a really good opportunity for students to hear from him, whereas Mark Zuckerberg, we really can follow him on Facebook. Um, right. And he, does, he doesn't do as many media interviews per se, but I think he has this platform that people are able to track closely. Well, the one thing about Zuckerberg, he really did come off as 
a genuine human being, a genuine person, especially when he talked <laughs> what about... What are you saying? That in the past no, he's not... <laughs> no, um, it showed a different side of him. Yeah. Um, when he talked about his wife, Priscilla, and you could just see the emotion and that connection between them when they pan out to the audience. And he said, look, she's the most important person in his life. That is the one thing that he's the most proud of from Harvard, mm. uh, building that relationship with her. And, and that really came across and there was even like an audible awe in the audience <laughs> yeah I mean do you think taking a step back that graduates and their families really care about the commencement speech because I was trying to assess the crowd as well well Harvard was interesting they line up on the yard I think that's what they call it the yard yeah and they have these banners and these uh marshals and they have classes going way back i heard someone say 1942 class wow. of 1942 so there's a lot of pride um this commencement speech is really where the alums come watch yeah. uh, not just the the recent grads but um going back 25 years 50 years you name it um so yeah there's definitely a lot of that yeah i think at mit too there was obviously the 50-year reunion and they got a little tribute as well but i spoke with several alums who across the board were very excited about the speech and they said that was the highlight of their graduation day which shows it is a big deal and at least at MIT they started off the ceremony with his speech and I spoke with around 12 fresh grads and only one of them you know we were talking about before whether they're pushing their product or pushing their company only one person identified that as being sort of annoying um, and artificial mm -hmm. and I think Tim Cook at one point he talked about the amazing values of Apple and um, he said that a few people around him kind of rolled their eyes. And one girl I spoke to is working at Samsung starting in a month. And so she was saying she's a, a huge Samsung fan and a Samsung user. So she was uh, interested in what Tim Cook had to say, but she wasn't totally on board with his product, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Didn't you find there, were a, uh, there was a slight political undertone in Tim Cook's speech, maybe a swipe that he made? Oh, yeah. So one part um, toward the beginning of his speech I thought was really entertaining. He was talking about uh, different pranks that MIT students had done in the past, and this definitely brought a moment of levity. Uh, let me play you a clip. I'll never figure out how MIT students sent that Mars rover to the Kresge Oval or put a propeller beanie on the Great Dome or how you've obviously taken over the president's Twitter account. <laughs> I can tell college students are behind it because most of the tweets happen at 3 a.m. So he was really proud of that joke. I mean, it's laughable, I guess, but the audience was really guffawing at that. <laughs> I mean, that was his only moment of talking about the presidency, talking about the current political climate. What about Zuck? Did he yeah. talk about Trump? Well, he didn't talk about Trump, but if you're thinking of like humor and jokes, um, he talked about his dating life at <laughs> Harvard, and he's like, you know, if you want to get a date, tell someone you're getting kicked out of school. So he was Ooh, like, badass. Oh, I met Priscilla in the line for the bathroom at a party, and I told her, hey, we better go out on a date, or I'm gonna because I'm gonna get kicked out of school in, in three days. Um, it's really fascinating to me, though, that, you know, Harvard and MIT are two of the top schools of the country, never mind the world, and they chose tech CEOs. It just shows sort of the gravity that these CEOs now have, and they've become household names. Perhaps in the past, 
um, I guess Bill Gates and Steve Jobs obviously fall into this category, but they seem to be sort of the coveted speakers today. Well, now they're the face of the two most like widely known companies. Like, look, we have an iPhone, a, a Mac here and then everybody's using Facebook now yeah for better or for worse and I wanted to get a sense of what alumni and fresh grads were thinking about the speech Um, at least for me it was really fascinating to think about how MIT and Apple were compared to one another not only by Tim Cook but a lot of the students I spoke with they said that Apple really um has a lot in common with MIT. For example, MIT's motto is mens et manus, which means mind and hand. And the Apple CEO, Tim Cook, mentioned that quite a few times. And there's this one guy I spoke with who's going to be pursuing a PhD in cancer biology in New York City in the fall. And he had a great, um, he had some great insights to share. His speech and uh, President Rice's speech uh, really just kind of reminded me about why I came to MIT. And all of the values that they preached about um, meritocracy, but also pursuing excellence not for personal achievement, but because you really want, you care about the world and trying to help society. Uh, that's exactly what I believe in. Yeah, and I think Harvard can be similar, but MIT grads they really pride themselves in being sort of the misfits and the nerds and the people who might not be completely accepted by society. Um, I think MIT might have more of that reputation than Harvard does, to be honest. And and this guy was one example of um, really embodying the fact that he might not necessarily be the most popular or he might not be doing a mainstream thing but he feels like he's adding so much value to the world. And I think Tim Cook really validated that because he talked about a lot of his insecurities early on in his career as well, that he felt out of place. And it was only when he got to Apple that he felt like he was bringing some sort of contribution. And maybe it's that sense of a higher purpose. That's something that Mark talked about. He said, you know, um, it's about finding purpose in life, not just purpose for yourself, but purpose um, among groups, among communities, uh, something that's bigger than yourself. So, you know, Tim Cook is not a millennial, but he really was preaching this narrative of the need to find meaning and to find higher value and to bring something to society uh, larger than yourself. And it sounds like Zuckerberg had a similar mantra. Exactly. And look, Mark is a millennial. He was he's probably 11 years older than the graduating class, Mm -hmm. um, if I'm doing the math right. Um, He was described to me by one of the grads as an iconic millennial, an icon for our generation. And that's exactly what millennials want. We don't just want it to be an individual journey. You want to be part of something bigger. You want to have purpose and meaning. Yeah. And I was surprised, though, that um, given their backgrounds and a lot of the people that I spoke to at MIT, they graduated from the MBA program at Sloan. They surprisingly were not interested in entrepreneurship. A lot of them were going into consulting. Several of them were working for software startups in Silicon Valley as well as Cambridge. And it actually surprised me more than I thought, because given that Mark Zuckerberg is sort of the rebel that people look, for, look towards as their career goals. Well, maybe that's interesting, but it probably goes back to what Tim Cook was saying, finding humanity, using your skills in technology and the intersection of the people that it serves, uh, finding that humanity in your career and, and giving back to others. It's not just about building the next product. Yeah. And I know both of us are a couple of years out of college. Yes. <laughs> a handful. We're probably the same, what, 2010? A yes. uh, couple years after. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. <laughs> but neck and neck. But do you think that listening to these commencement speeches 
it still provides value for people way out of college. I, I, I wonder about that. Like, do parents sitting in the audience, are they equally as moved? Well, I think so. At least I remember my parents saying, you know, that was a really good speech that John Grisham, the author, gave when Ooh. I was graduating Carolina. And all I can remember is that <laughs> he said, um, be authentic, be true to yourself. And I don't remember what else he said. But <laughs> Did he push his own books at all? Or was uh, it very much like he could have been n- anyone? He could have been anyone giving yeah. that message. But yeah, I think you pick up uh, pearls of wisdom, some little nuggets here and there. I'm not going to ever remember everything. No, definitely not. We don't retain much. You I don't know. know what I ate for breakfast this morning, <laughs> so it's your, hard to say. <laughs> who was your uh, commencement speaker? Mine was actually Madeline Albright, who is one of my role models. Oh, and tell. Yeah, and she is a feisty, fierce woman. And I have to say, she is true role model inspiration, that level of stature in my mind. Um, so she was our speaker, and she had one main message. Do not wallow in self-pity. Do not feel like the world is against you because you're never going to succeed that way. So aka don't play the victim card and when you're dealing with obstacles and you're feeling like you're struggling, pull yourself up from your bootstraps and you will survive and you gotta you can't ask for pity from people. And so I know that's a very pragmatic and a very different approach from even Tim and Mark's speeches because they seem to be a lot more inspirational. Um, but I think Madeline's journey as Secretary of State um, and you know being so uh, being such a strong feminine leader um, and being able to do both. you know, she didn't lose her femininity, but she also was able to hold her own in the world stage on the world stage. And I think having that um, story in front of us and being told in front of us, that's a testament of her true character. Yeah. So a really blunt message. A very blunt message. I think all of us were sort of hung over maybe and we're listening and I saw people perk up, girls and guys. So I think overall it was a very powerful message. That's awesome. Have you seen any other commencement speeches? Yeah. So actually my cousin graduated from Harvard around 10 years ago. Oh my God, I can't believe it's been 10 years. Um, and J.K. Rowling was his speaker honestly it was a very rainy day I know it was raining for you guys at Harvard this year too and we were not really focused and I definitely wasn't paying as much attention but I remember it garnered a lot of buzz Um, I do have to say though I think these speakers put in a lot of time when they think about these speeches because they know that um, the graduating class is so impressionable and malleable and another speech I really liked was David Foster Wallace's at Kenyon College before he passed away Um, and his was about like small acts of kindness and making sure you're even when you're um, checking out at a cash register like to be aware of the fact that maybe the person in front of you who's in a bad mood like dealt with a bad accident you know you 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 know that people are going through stuff and you should sympathize with them how about you I think my favorite was my brother's uh Tulane 2009 which was the Katrina class yeah Ellen DeGeneres oh my god I can't really remember the message but I do remember (laughs) she was playing Lady Gaga and doing uh some sort of dance around the auditorium or the the stadium that they were in and it was just high energy really fun exactly what they needed um, yeah someone like her i i mean honestly i would love to have a comedian i i heard conan o'brien's i think at dartmouth as well and he was so 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 funny and i honestly think even if you're not the biggest fans of their shows it's that sort of they're obviously gonna provide a genuine message but with this 
light airiness that I think uh, other people might not be able to pull off. So there you have it. Probably one of the best traditions from college, the graduation speech. The quintessential graduation speech. And thanks so much for listening to the Yahoo Finance podcast. Please check us out on iTunes and anywhere you can find podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. Mm -hmm.